0: Claire, what does Batgirl wear to bed?
1: Um, I don't know
0: her dark nightgown. (laughs) I'm just thinking
1: about the dead (laughs) parents
0: joke. Okay, we did have another joke for this podcast Um, that I decided not to tell. (laughs) I'm
1: going to tell it anyway. (laughs) Fantastic.
0: Why does Batman not have any supervision? I don't know. Because his parents died. (laughs) Oh, See, he has man. no supervision because his parents are dead.
1: Oh, that's horrible. It is horrible, but it's funny. It's it's funny. <laughs>
0: um, hello, everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Inverse Podcast. Um, we are not just here to tell terrible Batman jokes. Um,
1: <laughs> as as much as I would love to just spend the next like, uh, however long, just doing Batman jokes. What I mean, we have... could
0: have a Batman Jokes podcast <laughs> episode. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that for the special features. Um, this is the Envious podcast. Um, in case you have accidentally stumbled upon us and haven't looked at our name. <laughs> uh, we have a new drink every episode. And we discuss a new topic every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this week we are drinking a cider that I picked up in Aldi. It is a low alcohol cider. Um, let me just grab the bottle. It is um, Alska Nordic Berries, low alcohol, vegan friendly, premium cider.
1: I am. I was going to say I'm very excited for this, uh, but I am not a fruity cider person, so I imagine it won't be my favourite. It'll the be over sweet and
0: blah, um, blah, blah. But! I haven't really had... I've sipped it before, but I've never had, like, a full glass of this. Um, it's one of my partner, uh, Stuart, his favourite thing to drink on a Sunday night Was um, one of these Nordic Berries ciders. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm um, excited. I'm
1: going to give it a wee sip now. Slange-va. Slange-va. It does It does smell very... Fruity cider esque.
0: Well, it is a fruity cider. But I think it's like not as mm. oversweet. It's not like when you get the Oh, you know the ones the Copperberg Yeah. Like fruit ciders. It's not as sickly as that. It could get worse with time. I don't we'll know.
1: We'll find out.
0: Um
1: Before we get into that though, how has your actual week been
0: my real week
1: your real week
0: my real life week your real
1: life week
0: tiring obviously like the queen died in that uh so monday was a bank holiday um which i needed (laughs) i definitely (laughs) needed i had a very busy weekend uh on saturday i went to my friend carlos's house um, and we played a tabletop role-playing game called Good Society, which doesn't involve dice. It's very, very much in the space of more RP than game. Uh-huh. There are game elements to it, obviously. Um, but the whole premise of it is that you are in a Jane Austen novel. Um, and the game has various like archetypes for you to play. Um, obviously, this was just a one-shot, so... We didn't really spend a lot of time in character generation, coming up with different backgrounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, each character has a desire, um, and you get given a relationship card that you have to give to somebody else at the table. Um, so I chose a pre-built um, the newcomer inverted commas archetype, which is the Mister Darcy from Pride and Prejudice, sort of.
1: All oh, right. Character.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um Or as I affectionately began to call my character uh regency saski <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: of course you did <laughs> <laughs> well
0: it's me <laughs> but uh no so uh basically what ended up happening was there were four of us at the table and the inverted commas facilitator basically the game master um and as i said i chose the newcomer archetype uh and i went very much down the mr darcy very aloof capable, aloof. You know, people think he's, like, really standoffish and proud and arrogant. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's not really. There's a lot more to him under there. Uh, And I named him Benedict Hildegard.
1: Okay. That's a good good upstanding name. I like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, One of the the other people uh, chose the foreigner, inverted commas, archetype. But instead of making her a foreigner, we I exchanged my relationship card with this person and they became my sibling um so we did it that like my family runs a trade business which takes them out of the country and um one of the things we chose to do was to take gender roles out of it so it isn't uh-huh. like oh, the heir of the family must be a man um yeah, there okay. could be a woman um. So, because they were the eldest sibling, they were out of the country a lot and didn't come into society until much, much later, which sort of fit with that archetype. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also at the table, we had... um, Oh, what did he call himself? Frederick, um, who was the socialite, I think, was the archetype name? Basically, um, he was this guy who... Um, Very, very active in society. But he exchanged the rival card with the person playing my sister. So they became arch-nemesis. Which is amazing, because a card... Not a card that I had, but a a card that she had, which was her desire, was um, basically that she had not unrequited feelings, but she had feelings for one of the other characters at the table. Um... Obviously, the character was a boy. My character is also a boy. So we made it that uh, her character and my character are secretly in love but haven't said anything to each other yet, which is amazing because she hates my sister. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so so as you can see, I won't go too much more into it, but as you can see, it's like a really good game for that sort of role play where you are coming up with different characters and different relationships uh-huh. and causing drama with each other. Um there's like a mechanic in it where you can force somebody to monologue, um, about how what like their inner thoughts and feelings as a scene is going on. Um, okay. It's basically like if you do drama, <laughs> it's like an improv game. Okay, it's that's so that fun. sounds really fun. Especially if you love like Regency stuff Which I do <laughs> um, I don't exclusively love Regency stuff, it's one of my sort of like Oh I don't really have time for this So I don't watch an awful lot of Regency stuff But as I, I was I was saying to you before we started recording It put me right in the mood for like Pride and Prejudice so I went and watched The 1995 BBC TV series <laughs> um, I just binged it I love that show I forgot how much I loved it but it's like For me that's the perfect adaptation of um, Pride uh-huh. and Prejudice it's just so good the characters are so good and like i remember my gran saying this of all people or gran um but colin Firth isn't attractive to me anyway i know many no. many people think colin forth just himself attractive um but i never did until i watched pride and prejudice and i only find him attractive <clears throat> as mr darcy i th- there's and quite... i think he just embodies mr darcy in that like yeah. the way he the, the the glances that he gives uh, Lizzie in it it's just oh
1: there's there's loads of um, actors who I wouldn't have said are attractive like are particularly attractive you wouldn't go oh wow look at them but th- there's th- but they end up playing characters that everyone's like oh wow look at it like I think a good example oh, I'm trying to think of a good example now. <laughs> um. Okay, Tom Hiddleston, right? He's not an unattractive right. man, but he's not a. Per- I like. I don't think he's this like outstandingly, like, gorgeous being that exists, out there. But as Loki, everyone's like, "Oh my goodness, look at him! <laughs> it's amazing." Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch is not an attractive man.
0: See, I don't know. I think he's a type. I think people. I can... don't know. But as like He's when he did his, his,
1: his um, Sherlock, uh, yeah, that, that's thing. true. That is true. He's like very good in that, mm. and like a lot of the a lot of these actors, like they're. I suppose. Oh, well, it's the same as like anyone really. Like.
0: I think you if you see get...
1: people beyond, like you, you judge what? them for their character. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to get the words that you um you see them for their like person right if you know somebody you see them for your, their person um, and if you're in relationship with someone obviously it's gone past like that physical attraction part so you you see like their personality and everything becomes their physical presence which yeah, is yeah i get that so when you make a connection with like a character on screen then you kind of forget about whether or not that's like i could like you're Attraction type, or if they're physically <laughs> attractive in any way, but yes,
0: no, no, I totally get what you mean. But like, um, yeah, Colin Firth is Mr. Darcy. I don't find Colin Firth particularly attractive. Sorry, Colin Firth, if you are listening, I doubt it, but he might. <laughs> but like, he he was the perfect Mr. Darcy, and I think Jennifer Hale as well as uh, Elizabeth Bennett was just mm. perfect perfect because like in the book it always talks about um elizabeth bennett's eyes specifically and i think like jennifer Allen, that adaptation really acts all with her eyes um but yeah on the sunday i'm not even past saturday yet <laughs> um so did that it was amazing after that um on the Sunday, my brothers came over. And it was great. And we watched the Transformers movie. Ah, amazing. Like the original animated one. Good because one. Luke yes. hadn't seen it. My eldest <sighs> my son hadn't seen it. And so um, it was awesome. Uh, I hadn't seen it in years. Um, I loved the soundtrack. Mm. Loved the soundtrack. It's so fast-paced, though. Like, it's just... Lots of stuff happens in that film. There's no breathing space. So, if you've never seen it before, you don't understand Transformers, it's probably like a really crazy experience to watch. Um, and then on Sunday, everything was shut because of the Queen's funeral. So, I just stayed at home and chilled out. Nice. And I've just worked the last two days. Less nice, I guess, but. Mm. Yeah. It's all right, it's a shorter week. It's fine. Can't complain. <laughs> So what about you? How's your week been? Um
1: quiet, which is nice. Uh today is the first day in probably just almost a week that I haven't had an afternoon nap.
0: Oh. So I'm very
1: tired because I didn't have my nap today. Oh, oh dear.
0: cranky boy. cranky
1: me. Um yeah uh yeah I've done I've done very little I've got a bit of time to myself which is nice um I played a wedding at the weekend oh actually oh man I can't believe I forgot it was such a weird wedding so normally when you're playing a wedding you show up they're still um doing speeches or they're just eating so you've got to wait a few hours but we showed up at um like half half seven and we started playing at half eight and we're like done and out before midnight what yeah why i did like i don't know um it was it was just bizarre like and but like not out of like we just like stopped and left you know that was it It was over it was done. The wedding was done.
0: And they're like, okay, we're too tired, let's go home now.
1: That's it. Um, was it a
0: busy wedding? Was it? It wasn't or... super
1: busy. Um mo- most people were more aged than uh
0: and... Um But
1: at the same time.
0: Especially they in Scotland. They weren't that you never old. hear about weddings like wrapping up early in Scotland. And um
1: yeah, and there was one point we took a short break and then we're going to do a strip the willow because everyone loves a strip the willow.
0: Everyone loves a strip the willow.
1: I'm, I'm That's t- a
0: dance for those of you not in Scotland.
1: Ah, yes. <laughs> it's a dance where literally everyone is involved. It's it's just it's perfect. It's it's the perfect it's dance. It's
0: craziness. It's the sort of dance where um, at some point your feet will leave the ground mm-hmm. because you'll be swung so hard. It's yes. like mental. It's the best dance. It's it the, is best the best dance, dance of the night. Strip the Willow. I also like the Gay Gordons. Gay
1: Gordons is um, good. Uh, Scottish
0: I... traditional dance, guys. The best we... time. <laughs> Go to a Cayley if you're ever in Scotland and yeah. you have the opportunity.
1: It's very funny because um, <laughs> we also, like, as a Scottish traditional dance, we do the Canadian barn dance.
0: Yeah, the Canadian barn dance. Uh-huh. That's part of uh, what they call in school social dancing.
1: Yeah, um, Or as they call it in Canada, the barn dance.
0: Yes, just the barn dance. (laughs) Which kind of barn dance? We won't know. All we know is it's Canadian and it is a barn dance.
1: (laughs) Which I have never seen or participated in a Canadian barn dance in a barn. What's
0: terrible is that, like, see, when it comes to Kaylee dances, when people say the names, I do the steps in my head. So if somebody says Gay Gordons, I'm like, forward, two, three, four, turn, two, three, four, forward. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm the same, and it's because that's what's drilled into you in your youth of you've got your um uh, well, i don't know what it was like for you but you'd have your pe teacher with a microphone yep. and a speaker uh uh-huh. and they'd be like you know forward two three hop back two three hop away two three clap back together <laughs> <Yes>. now
0: <laughs> is the canadian barn dance the slow one
1: no that's that that's forward, two, three hop i think
0: Oh, okay, that's yeah. That's
1: game, green board um,
0: I don't know which one I'm thinking of where it's like forward, two, three, and then you separate and go back together. I can't remember. I'd um, know it if I had to do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: I, think this, I think it's all muscle memory.
1: <laughs> that's it. We're all genetically engineered to remember these. Uh, like, just only when we need to do them. Um, but yeah, so we went to do a strip of the willow. And it took about ten minutes before anyone actually like there was two people standing there waiting to do the strip the willow.
0: You can't do strip the willow with two people. Wow!
1: And it took ten minutes before people actually just got like coaxed oh up to do it. And I was like, "This is
0: a wedding." <laughs> yeah, and it's a Kaylee in the Western Isles. That's how the It's just
1: mental. It was in the castle as well. So, um,
0: is it like your it, brother it, was they... working it? <laughs> Were they, like, English people? No, they were local. That's so weird. It was bizarre.
1: In, like, I'll, I'll give them their credit. Uh, they cut the cake with a sword, so that was cool.
0: Yes! Um,
1: but aside from that, it was just a weird... But I mean, I appreciated it because I was home at, like, 10 past 12, but... <laughs> Man, it was just bizarre.
0: Uh, I always laugh when I see my brother at work just you saying he was working it because he's such a different person at work. Yes. It's such a professional aura. So funny.
1: It was so funny. I
0: said that to uh, Stuart. We went to this very fancy restaurant. I think I might have mentioned it in the last episode. We went to this really fancy restaurant where they were calling us like Madam and Sir. Um, But I really felt like Matthew should have been working there. Because he'd
1: fit right in,
0: he would like when he's at work, he has that manner, like certainly. And nothing is like an object, it's just okay, whatever you say, you know.
1: Yeah, and he walks around with his hand
0: behind his back, and his posture improves, and you're just like, and then
1: (laughs) so I've I've, um, the past uh, this this week actually, I've popped in to his for a cup of tea, um. Apart from today, because like, he didn't answer his phone. Um, but yeah, you you see him like <laughs> the next day, and he's like just in his dressing gown in his chair, all like hunched and uh...
0: <laughs> like some creature from the bog.
1: It's like you know, as soon as as soon as doors <laughs> are closed, that's it. He just like instantly just like gets Vecna'd into this sort of like I'm
0: uh... basically <laughs> <for Matthew.
1: laughs> He's a good
0: boy. He's, He's great. a good boy. He just changes personality at work. It's, a, it's amazing. It's, like, it's an amazing thing to witness. Oh actually. yeah, it's, ni-
1: it's night and day.
0: Speaking of night, the dark night. <laughs>
1: okay, so... Today's
0: topic is comics. Comics.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin everything. Okay, so... Gears... I, I don't even know if you were there. Maybe you were. But years ago, it was when the Dark Knight the movie was coming out, and uh, I was I was I wasn't I wasn't particularly old, um, or particularly young. But my uncle Yossa, um went to to phone Showcase Cinema in uh, Renfrew to buy tickets for the Dark Knight, and it had. Like an automated answer machine thing, and he'd think you know, it and goes to watch. Um, I don't know what movies were coming out. Um, but you know to watch Winnie the Pooh, press one. To watch Tintin goes on holiday, press two. To watch The Dark Knight, press three. And <laughs> it was just mental. Uh, night. that memory has stuck with I'm me i'm not wearing hockey pads <laughs> for um, all time but yes we're talking about comics
0: we are um and not just superheroes i have stuff to say about other comics um well okay okay we'll start off with superheroes who's your favorite superhero um and if not a favorite superhero who is your favorite or what is your favorite superhero comic because obviously the x-men isn't a superhero
1: the X Men is my favorite superhero.
0: Um, Was <laughs> it X men X Man is a superhero. <laughs> um,
1: but um, no. Oh man, right. Okay, this is this is a bit complicated because my um my comic book history is a bit messy.
0: Mine too, um, and probably far more limited than a lot of people I know think.
1: Um, mine is mine is very limited. Um, it's uh, my my comic book experience is actually um, for the most part going down to Barra on family holidays and finding bits and bobs of Uncle nyasa and Uncle Seamus' old collection. Oh, so but my favorite my favorite comic. Um, is, see this this is two different answers because. Uh, this is not my favourite superhero, but my favourite comic ever and favourite comic story is the death of Superman, because it's the first Superman comic I read. Oh,
0: that's really sweet.
1: And it's awesome, and Doomsday is awesome, and Superman dying at the end is spoilers. Superman dies at the end of the comic. Um, is awesome it's so cool and there's blood everywhere and i was like whoa <laughs> cartoon books have blood in them what is this um well, they're
0: so unsuitable for children
1: oh yeah like genuinely that's whoa.
0: my mother used to go through um it was when my brothers were reading x-men um she sometimes listens to this podcast so i'm sure she'll correct me when she hears this um, but the the boys they used to get these comics and she would go through them before they read them and like censor it all the swear words <laughs> with like a black marker so they could be. Amazing. Read them. But yeah. Comic books not for children. Some of them are. And I think like there should be more American superhero comics for children. I think it's gone very much in a direction where a lot of it's very mature adult stuff.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's one of those things that the the people who kind of grew up with it when it was not more geared towards kids, but more sort of in the, inverted commas, like family friendly.
0: Yeah, like in the more grey area yeah, about the, whether you... Yeah, it's like very, very much parental yeah. guidance rather than like 12 upwards.
1: Yeah, the people, the people who were reading them then are the... Same people who are the primary audience of, um, like, well, like American superhero style comic books mm. now. So, or I guess maybe because that's because they've, they've kind of gone into the field in that, that regard, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know that I have a favorite superhero comic because I get very confused. Mm. Um... And again, I know a lot of people who know me, who, you know, I talk about comics. I I love a lot of superheroes. But I find comic timelines incredibly confusing. um, And it's not something I can stick to. It's not like with Naruto, where, yeah, sure, you know what, I'm going to watch all 800 episodes of this. um, And there's tons and tons and tons and tons of it. But it's a continuous (laughs) storyline. I feel... The trouble with American superhero comics is this resetting and redoing and 17 different iterations of the same character. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that per se. I just find it incredibly confusing. Um, And I think it's great that they can do that Um, because it means that you have so many different alternative universes and all of that without having to go and read fan fiction uh-huh. <laughs> and if you don't like the current iteration of that character you can wait like a decade and you know oh that's a totally different character now that same character has a different personality um so I do think there is a beauty to it but I still find it incredibly confusing <laughs> um so I really liked Batwoman elegy but Batwoman is not my favorite superhero Uh, My favorite superhero is either The Flash. Okay. Or Supergirl. Okay. I I love Supergirl. I I love any iteration of Supergirl I've read, uh, which isn't terribly many, but anytime she's there, I'm like, yeah, yeah, Supergirl. Love her. Uh, I cosplayed her once, but I cosplayed the version from the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and I think I actually have more experience watching superhero cartoons than I do, like actually reading superhero comics. Um, but like, I wouldn't even say Batwoman Elegy is my favorite Western comic because I have a lot of favorite comics that aren't in the superhero sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, my absolute favorite comic book series is The Wicked and the Divine.
1: Um, All right.
0: Which. I have to thank my friend Stephen Sutherland for getting me into. I think he bought me the first uh, trade for Christmas one year or my Uh birthday. I can't remember. And I was hooked. It's basically, um, I think it's every hundred years, um, the gods take over these young people. um, And at the end of it, they die. So I think they're there for like three years or something. And then I need to read it. Saying it's my favourite, getting the roar prob- lore probably <laughs> wrong. Um, but it's essentially like the first issue's mostly about uh, Lucifer, mm-hmm. who, uh, and they're all like uh, rock stars, like um, they're all famous, they're all influential people in, in society, uh, but they are taken over by these gods uh, and it gives them powers. Um, and it's really interesting. Probably explaining it really badly, but it's so beautifully drawn, um, and I love the story. Um, so if you are looking for a new comic, go check that out. I really like Saga as well, um, which again is not a superhero comic. <laughs> <laughs> like, show up to the comics, like, yeah, I, I don't know, <laughs> but like in terms of superheroes, I really like X Men. Um, I don't know if you've read much X Men. I've or... I've not
1: really read any x-men i like overall i think the x-men is because i loved like the the cartoon and oh the
0: old 90s cartoon and
1: yeah. um with one of the greatest like theme riffs of all time but
0: uh um, um but but yeah that i love that cartoon
1: <laughs> and and obviously i was growing up at the the right time for the movies as well oh. um so uh, i loved i loved those movies
0: like they're kind of trash looking back now it's like see that that was that line that storm says it's like uh oh, what's the difference what, between...
1: what happened what uh what is it what what happens when a toad gets toad hit, gets by, hit light. by lightning the same the thing, same that, thing happens that happens to everything, to
0: everything else you <laughs> like yes. Well, the film's filled with that stuff, but I absolutely love seeing Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen on the same screen.
1: Yeah. Um, do you know what? It is, like, the the most overcast... um mm. Like, film franchise ever, because... It was
0: really a precursor to, like, the new Marvel stuff. That, like, X-Men thing. Because it... it as much as it fizzled out much, much quicker than, like, the current crop of superhero stuff has, it was huge at the time.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, it was massive.
0: Um, and everybody watched it. Everybody I knew was going on about it. Oh my god, so good, so amazing. Because it was the same kind of timeline as, um, the Spider-Man movie. Um, oh, with yeah. Tobey Maguire, um, which I rewatched again recently, and that <sighs> film is Awful.
1: So bad. Uh, I tried to force Shannon to watch um the Toby Maguire Spider-Mans and
0: she, Well. We she just fell it asleep. With... <laughs> we watched it with my eldest um uh, more recently because he was like, I want to watch all the Spider-Mans. Um
1: That's fair. So we, yeah. we
0: endeavoured to watch all of the Spider Mans. I think we've watched the first um the first more recent one with them, um, what's his name
1: um tom holland
0: tom holland um we've watched the first two toby Maguire's, uh, and we watched the amazing spider-man with andrew garfield oh yeah i actually think is the best spider-man i would say that tom holland is the best peter parker and andrew garfield is by far the best spider-man because he has little witty comebacks they are perfect. Yeah. They uh, are just Spider Man.
1: Andrew Garfield, right? S- S- Spider Man movies, movies. I guess suffered because of the movies, not because like the writing wasn't bad, but like the 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 actual just overall moviness of the movies were just kind of, eh. Mm. It's alright, but there's better things out there, so we'll just they'll fade into the background um, yeah for sure but i don't he really as like Spider-Man. spider-man is is very good um i
0: enjoyed the spider-man movies but like i've never enjoyed spider-man in comic book form the only time i enjoyed seeing spider-man in a comic was when it was like the deadpool spider-man crossover <laughs> um because that was hilarious
1: <laughs> um, um yeah, I was... I, I'm kind of the same. Again, I haven't read much Spider-Man comics, but I really... I enjoyed... um, Because there was lots of them, uh, is the Venom comics. Because Venom is just objectively better than Spider-Man.
0: Cool, yeah. He's a, <laughs> just he's so cool. cool.
1: Um, I think
0: that's the thing, is that Spider-Man isn't cool. Spider-Man's a nerd. <laughs> yeah!
1: And it's not like, oh, he's a nerd... Um, when he's a normal person and he's a cool badass and he's like like Superman. P- Clark Kent is a big old nerd.
0: Yeah, but he's adorable. Um, I think that's the thing about Spider-Man. Peter Parker's like an unruly nerdy teenager and he's angsty. <laughs> mm-hmm. And obviously this isn't throughout all of the comics. As I said, it's very difficult to pinpoint the character of a superhero because... Yeah. They change all the time. I mean, sure you're stalwarts, as I said. Superman, generally speaking, is a big, adorable goofball with super strength and all the rest of it. But He's a good man who is just lawful good, does everything right, cares about people, doesn't want to hurt anyone. Um, And then he's so cool when he's Superman because he's going about beating up the bad guys and doing yeah. the right thing. You know what I mean? He's... The... But he's not cool in the same way that Batman is cool. And I think Batman is trying so hard to be cool that he's really lame. Yeah, I love, I love Batman.
1: It doesn't matter. Like <laughs> he is which, so
0: edgelord. lord.
1: Which iteration of Batman you you pick? Either it's just yeah, you're 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 a big old loser, and I <laughs> love you for it.
0: <laughs> from there's a bit from one of the Batman cartoons, and I can't remember for the life of me which one it is. But it's like um Robin, and and Batgirl are there, and Bruce Wayne's sitting there, and he's like, "I have this warm feeling in my chest. I don't know what it is." And they're like, "That's happiness, Batman." He's like, "Well, whatever it is, I like it." <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just.
1: Oh dear. I
0: love that line. I also, as I said, like I absolutely love, tons of the um sort of early to mid 2000s crop of superhero tv shows like the uh, animated ones i never yeah. really watched like smallville or any of that stuff but like um so like justice league justice league unlimited the old teen titans um because a lot of my favorite um lines from tv shows come from particularly justice league unlimited Uh, my favourite being the one where the Flash and Lex Luthor get body swapped Um, (laughs) and the Flash is pretending to be evil and he's so bad at it it's amazing (laughs) Uh, because there's a bit where he goes into the bathroom to try and get in touch with the Justice League to tell them what's happened and uh, he's in the toilet and it doesn't work so he leaves and one of the villains um, from the League of Evil guys, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but like he's in the toilets and like flash as like Luthar goes to leave and the guy's like, Aren't you gonna wash your hands? And he turns around it goes, No, cause I'm evil. <laughs> and it's just amazing. It's like this perfectly pure good man <laughs> trying to pretend that he's evil and he's so badass. That's him.
1: amazing. Um, oh, I
0: love
1: it, but I think I think some of the best like portrayals of of like superheroes are when they're not in their particular like book or movie or thing, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Definitely. So,
1: like, okay, going back to Venom because Venom's cool. So this is a bad example because Venom's cool anyway. Um, but. The other comics that I really enjoyed were the Overkill comics. Okay. Um, which, uh, oh, I can't remember who, who, um, did it, um, but it's, uh, oh, if I just Google Overkill, it does not come up with the comics straight away. No. <laughs> How weird. How weird is that?
0: Who would even have thought?
1: Who would have thought it? Um... But yeah, so it's it's um yeah, it's, it's just a marvel. Um of course it's marvel because venom was in it. Um but it's I don't really remember much about it, but I remember this one bit in particular where the the, the characters in it come across venom and it's all bad and then venom splits into and then there's, like, a fleshy, disgusting, inside body-type Venom and Venom. And the girl's like, I don't remember him doing that in the comics. And that was just like... <laughs> whoa. Oh, that's that as, so good. As, a, as like, a, a 12-year-old kid going reading that going, whoa! They reference the comic even though they're in a comic! Oh my what? god,
0: they broke the fourth wall! Um, it's yeah.
1: also entirely possible I've made all of that. <laughs> I don't think so, though.
0: No. But I mean, childhood brains do remember things wrong. Yeah. And I'm sure there are comic fans, if there are any comic fans listening, uh, they're probably going, oh my god, what a pair of idiots.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're like, these <laughs> like, they are real talking about. comics. Um, Why are
0: they doing a podcast episode about comics when they're not comic people? Do you know what
1: I um, think? I think it's it's kind of unfair because you know comic books are kind of like when you mention comics, people automatically go to superheroes and think. Oh no! Exactly. But most of my comic experience um, is not that. Um, so, I mean, But
0: I, re- I read more manga hundred percent i've read more manga than i have ever read like western comic books Uh but that doesn't mean to say i don't like them um as i said like two of my favorites the wicked and the divine and saga are like not superheroes and i think as you're saying if, if you say oh i love comic books people are like oh who's your favorite superhero and it's like well maybe you don't like superheroes. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of stuff out there if you don't like superheroes. Yeah. Um, but if you are talking about superheroes, to get into that as an adult is a massive undertaking. Like, I remember when The New 52 came out and I was, like, saying to one of my friends who writes comics, um, or did write comics, I don't know if he's still doing that, they were, like, not professional comics, it was just something he did because get your art out there
1: mm-hmm. uh, which
0: is perfectly respectable yeah i'm very proud of him for actually trying to do that but i said to one of my friends who i knew was into comics i said okay this is coming out take me to forbidden planet and a1 comics in glasgow and tell me where to start and that was where i got Batwoman with an elegy which i don't think is part of the new 52 <laughs> but i got it because it was good yeah yeah. i got new 52 flash and i got new 52 wonder woman i think um and i read the first trade paperbacks or whatever um and i liked them but it's just i never managed to keep up you know and i always intended to but there's just so much it's like yeah yeah Oh, New 52, we're relaunching all of the the DC titles. All right, okay. (laughs) I'm just going to shell out like £100 a month to get all of the issues that have come out this month for every single superhero. So I guess like the way that people mostly must do it is unless they are absolutely obsessed, like they just pick one or two that they like and, you know, keep going with it. Mm. But it's such an undertaking, and especially if you want to get into prior iterations of the comics. So, like, I have a lot of respect for people who do know their stuff when it comes to comics, because I think, as I said, it's a it's a big thing. It's a big, big task. Um, and I have so many other things that I enjoy. Um, like, I am a woman of many hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> and I... I just don't feel like I have the time or energy to put into what it would take to consistently follow what is happening in comics on top of everything else that I enjoy.
1: Yeah, um, it is it is one of those, um, I guess, sort of hobbies that it, it does. It's all... I don't want to say all-encompassing because everyone I know who's really into comics and knows a lot about comics actually knows loads about other things too, so...
0: Oh, sure, yeah. Um,
1: but... Yeah, if I was to get even to like half like the the in depth knowledge, even on just like one series, I'd I'd have to give up like everything else.
0: Well, it's it's for me, it's people who know everything about X Men, for example, because X Men's one that I kind of have sort of followed almost a little bit. I know more about the X Men probably than I do about other. Hmm superhero comics but it's because my big brothers read the x-men in the 90s so you know i know a little bit about it from them like secondhand. you know i read some of the things that they had lying around about the x-men um so like i have a fondness for the x-men but again it's like even just knowing all there is to know about one comic book series the x-men is like mental there are so many x-men by the way So many X-Men. My favorite X-Men, just while we're on the topic of X-Men, is uh, Jubilee. Specifically, 90s cartoon Jubilee. With the yellow dress. She is such a good aesthetic. Um, Like, She's actually one of the reasons why I cut my hair short. The first time I ever went and got a pixie cut was because Jubilee had short hair. Ah, oh. and jubilee looked so cool um even though she was super bratty in the tv show i mean i'm kind of bratty so
1: <laughs> this is it it
0: tracks it tracks um
1: you've just based yourself off jubilee from x yeah oh, she's the- my
0: entire <laughs> identity is 90s cartoon jubilee <laughs> i want to make fireworks come out of my hands
1: <laughs> oh man Who's your
0: favorite X-Men?
1: Oh, my favorite X-Men. Okay, so as a kid, I always thought it was Nightcrawler because Nightcrawler is...
0: Nightcrawler is cool. Just
1: cool. Um, It probably still is, to be honest. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying to think of X-Men that's not Nightcrawler, but honestly... Yeah.
0: As long as it's not Cyclops, you're all right. What do you I mean? I hate Scott Summers. I Cyclops hate Scott is Summers. the best.
1: He's no, the he whiniest, like uselesslessness. Most I've useless. i seen a
0: four-panel web comic that summed up exactly why I hate Scott Summers, and it isn't even something that happens in the comic. <laughs> it's like um, the the X Men are all like gathered around talking about how difficult it is to be a mutant. And it's all, like, you know, Nightcrawler and Beast and, like, the ones that are, like, really physically disfigured because of their mutations. And Scott Summers walks in with his little red sunglasses on and he's like, yeah, I know. I know how you feel. Some little kid pointed at me and went, Mom, that guy's wearing red glasses. And then he (laughs) starts, like, crying and all the other X-Men are just looking at him like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, man. Because, like, I don't know. He's just a whiny little butt. And I I always thought that, I like, I didn't understand why Jean Grey was like, oh, Scott. Because, see, like, in the the TV show, that's all she does is, Scott! And you're just like, why? Why do you like him? Like, Wolverine is over there and he's in love with you and he is so cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and... It's, you know, what it's because at the time, you know, there weren't so many, you know, X-Men that she could be seen in public with because they were poor. all horribly figure like, um disfigured and, you know, she's not going to go to the movies with Beast, you know, so.
0: Poor Beast. Poor Beast. I like Beast. Hank. Hank! Uh, Hank!
1: Um... <laughs> Were you at all like into the, you know, the great British kids um, comics such as like the Dandy well, and Callum, the Beano and stuff like that?
0: Everybody we know loves the Beano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do. It's yeah. true. Um, I loved the Beano growing up. We uh, used to get the Beano every Saturday. We would go to, there was a fruit shop that we used to go to and we'd get a big box of fruit and veg for the week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there was a newsagents there and we would go into the newsagents and every week we would get a Beano and a Dandy. I never read the Dandy. What's the tagline for that? So it's everybody we know loves the Beano and it's a, is it something to do with keep the Dandy handy or something? I don't know.
1: Oh, I don't know. I didn't like, read much of the d- <laughs> We
0: we're, We weren't dandy people. We, we would have it sometimes, people. but we were more d- more beano. I loved many of the minks. Um, didn't really care much for Dennis, to be honest. Dennis the Menace. Yeah, I think the best
1: thing um, that came out of that was uh, the, one of the Dennis the Menace cartoons. <laughs> oh my um, god. But... Um, yeah, I wasn't super big on Dennis the Menace. Uh, I quite liked the the Bash Street Kids.
0: Oh, I love the Bash Street Kids! Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. There was a,
0: I'm sure it was Bash Street Kids, but like recently, because the Bino's still going strong. Um, have oh,
1: been going for.
0: My my eldest son actually has had a copy of the Beano recently and I read through it and it hasn't changed much. It's just obviously the humour's sort of modernised. Yeah. But that's what I was going to say. Like, recently I seen a, a thing and it was a, the Street Kids and it was one of them was... Um, I can't remember, but it was, like, something to do with farts uh, and how he was selling uh, completely unique farts. Okay. Um, But... It, the, like the initials of it said nft
1: right <laughs> and it was
0: basically they were making like a whole joke about nfts and how garbage nfts are but it was in the bino and i was like this is amazing
1: oh, fantastic <laughs> so, uh,
0: yeah the bino is still great i love the bino so much um, um the other one is urwully urwully and the Bruins,
1: the Bruins. uh, uh every which... year i would get um for christmas yep the same. the Irwally and the brun's annuals um yep
0: and they would sit in the toilet and that's what you would read when you were yep. in there for a while <laughs> oh
1: <that's laughs> that fantastic. and um,
0: not a scottish one but uh asterix the gaul
1: asterix the gaul i oh man i forgot all about that i read that religiously i had every um issue of it i, I think love it's upstairs asterix somewhere. and obliques so um, much
0: is so funny and it's actually oddly like i know a lot about like roman history stuff Mm. and it isn't because asterix taught me that it's like you go and read about things because you saw that character in the book so like julius caesar's in it and cleopatra's in it and like so i went and read this stuff up as a kid because i was like oh well how did that play out? Is that true? Like, obviously, the Romans were everywhere. Um, obviously, a village of Gauls taking a magic potion that gives them super strength to beat up the Romans is not true. What? But it is very <laughs> funny.
1: It is. It's great. That and all the characters in it are fantastic.
0: And the names of the characters, like Getafix.
1: Getafix. <laughs>
0: When I was a kid, I didn't understand that joke. It was like when I was a teenager and I was sitting there going, well, he's, Oh, he's get the a fix. He's the type
1: person. He's going to fix you up. Get a fix. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, oh, So good. Um, the other, I guess, um, I guess less comic books, except I had books of them because uh, they were daily strips. But the Calvin and Hobbes books are... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Calvin and Hobbes. Hobbes is just
0: yeah it's perfection
1: um like the other
0: obviously i'm not saying that they should stop having newspaper cartoons but it is a case of for me the other newspaper cartoons can just pack up and go home because calvin and hobbs did it yeah they've they've done it it. i suppose (laughs) like
1: as well like
0: they perfected
1: um... Yeah. I mean Orwell and the Bruins as well. They were all all in like dailies as well.
0: Yeah, um, but we never read those. Well, we didn't
1: we didn't obviously.
0: Uh, and we obviously never those. read Calvin and Hobbes in the newspaper either because it was no. an American newspaper thing. Um, um
1: but uh, it is is definitely I think if I look at my childhood and think of like comic strippy type things it's Calvin and Hobbes and Orwell is I would actually on New Year um what I would do um, because when I was young, um, before the bells, go up to bed for a bit. So I'd sit up in bed with um, a Calvin Hobbes book and just flip through and read it, um, fall asleep, then get woken up for the bells. Go down for the bells and um, have my like schlur or whatever, whatever it was um, with, you know, just some snacks and then go back to bed. It was brilliant. Yeah. i loved the bells it was so good
0: um it's always very relaxed for us um still is i mean but um i think that the best thing about calvin and hobbs for me recently was uh, i think when my eldest son turned seven we got him all of them like the complete collection of calvin oh, and Hobbes.
1: fantastic
0: um and he didn't understand a lot of the humor at the time but see as he's got older he's really enjoyed it yeah. during lockdown we had all these cardboard boxes because obviously the dump was shut and mm-hmm. we were ordering things online all the time so we had tons and tons of cardboard boxes in the house and i went up to his room one time and i found a box in his room and on the side of it and felt it then he'd written Yes! <laughs> but it was such a good moment because it was like obviously he hadn't tried to write it in the same handwriting or anything Cause he's a kid, but it was in his little kid's handwriting, and yeah. I, I took a photo of it because I was like, "This is the best moment."
1: That's gonna <laughs> be like uh, in any parent's life, like you know, you've 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 peaked.
0: <laughs> I was like, "Oh yes."
1: <laughs> if your kid is real lifeing like Calvin, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like I think there is an element of accuracy to it because, at least for me, anyway, as a child, I did have a very very vivid imagination. Mm. I still I still very good at visualizing things um I'm not like um because I remember my partner told me that he's one of those people that can't see things in his head like
1: close your eyes and
0: visualize a beach he doesn't see a beach and to me it's like when I imagine things I imagine seeing them you know it's very strange but like as a kid that was that was still there and you know, I could conjure these worlds in my head. You know, used to go in the back door and pretend I was an elf and shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would i would, I'm i would be running around with a sword in the yeah. in the garden, killing hordes of imaginary orcs and Dorikai and um and trolls and being murdered myself thousands of times, you know.
0: Yeah, um, um,
1: fantastic.
0: so I think that Calvin and Hobbes really, really, really captures that. And I think the oddest thing for me is that Bill Waterston, who wrote it, doesn't have children. Um, but I didn't he know under- that. Yeah, he understands, though. And he understands what it's like to be a parent. Because <laughs> that was the other thing. When I reread Calvin and Hobbes after I had kids, there was a fresh perspective there in it for me. Mm. Um. Where I would never act the way that I think Calvin and Hobbes parents do, you know, because it's all very over the top because it's a cartoon. <laughs> See the frustration.
1: <laughs> yeah, one of my one of my favorites is Calvin's shouting through the house, and the parents are like, "Don't shout through the house! Stop shouting through the house!" stop trying through the house so he walks in and he goes i stepped in some dog stew where's the hose <laughs> it's what? just it's just
0: that's pretty much how it is though it's such a like, simple as, as a parent, like, that just
1: completely sums it up observation of life Ooh, hello um it's just a, a simple observation of of life well maybe not an observation if he doesn't have kids but um yeah, but it's he gets it. Just it's very, so very good. strange.
0: He just understands completely what it's like. Both to be a child and to be a parent. Um and it's very, very funny. Mm. Um trying to think what other comics I mean I've read the not all of them, but I've read a bunch of the Avatar the Last Airbender comics, which I did I think bring uh, yes. up in the Avatar episode. Um just that I'll go into but... I I read one of the Dragon Age comic books. I've read all of the Dragon Age novels that exist. Um, I got all of them in physical copy for my birthday because I had them on the Kindle. But um, I read one of the Dragon Age comic books. Um, and It's not that I didn't like it. I just... I didn't feel like it was telling a story that I personally cared about hearing because it wasn't inverted commas canon if that makes uh-huh.
1: sense yeah
0: because uh, like obviously I don't think you play Dragon Age but like it had characters from two of the different games and it, it kind of implied that you had made certain choices in those games for this to be canon and, right yeah and I think that's fine it was a perfectly enjoyable comic book Um, and I i did like it it's just that i didn't like it enough to keep reading those comics mm-hmm. um which is a shame i really want to read the critical role comic books uh because oh, i really yeah. enjoy critical role and those are i think mostly the backstories for the characters so like um obviously you meet these characters that the the critical role cast are playing in the game um and they all have their own backstory they don't have all have lives that they lived before the campaign started. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of the comic books go back and show you what happened. And it's awesome. <laughs> like, I don't know if they are awesome, but the concept sounds awesome because the characters are very, very good. Um, And I think that's what sets Critical Role apart. Not that the characters in other streamed D&D shows are terrible. I'm not saying that. I think it's more that because these people are actors... Yeah. trained professional actors, there's a whole lot of character work that goes into it. Um because that's their profession, you know, they know what they're doing when it comes to building a character and motivation and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I'm very interested to read that, especially the Not the Brave and Caleb Widogast ones. Um because those are my favorite favorite characters from campaign two. Um
1: I haven't watched any of campaign 2, so.
0: Have you not?
1: No, I got I got a little bit into the uh, the first campaign, and then ran out of time, and then just never went back it's, to it.
0: Again, it's very similar to trying to be a comic fan. Yeah, in the true sense of the word, because it, there's a lot of it.
1: It's a monumental <laughs> task. Like, it's I'm just so up to much.
0: date with campaign 3 I've seen all of campaign 2 now but it took a very long time Uh, and I haven't watched all of campaign 1 I've watched pertinent moments and filled in the blanks with um, you know recaps and things Uh um, and plot summaries which I know a lot of people will think ooh but I I have two kids I don't have time for that (laughs) and the only reason I'm up to date with campaign 3 is because I started watching at the start I fell a little bit behind But um, I'm up to date again. Um, And as I said, I'm actually really interested to see if they do comics for campaign three because some of these characters are very interesting indeed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of very interesting indeed. uh Alska Nordic Berries. It's
0: quite nice.
1: I guess it's I I not... c I can't finish it though. It's there's too much for me.
0: Really? Um, yeah. I don't find it as because I find I can't drink Copperberg. I don't understand people that go to like a wedding and have five pint glasses full of Copperberg mm. cider, you know, you know, the summer berries one. Um but I do like recorder lig. So I think I'm far more uh, see, into a sweet drink.
1: I find recorder leg a bit too sweet for me. Um, um
0: i like recorded like um and i don't mind old moot but i think that one out of all of the fruity ciders because i won't pick a fruity cider like if i if i'm out or whatever like i'll have it if i'm given it but it isn't something that i go out of my way to partake in Mm -hmm. um so i think for a sweet berry cider it's actually quite refreshing um, I think it would have been nicer if I had ice in it. Yeah. Because I don't think it's that sweet. I think it is it is very, very sweet, but it's not overpoweringly so, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I'm still only giving it a 6 out of 10.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a 4. Not okay. because it's bad, because uh, it's just... I don't, I'm not, it's not, not a huge not your, fan of it.
0: not your scene... The
1: first third of it, I really kind of enjoyed because it was like super chilled and it was just, it was all right. The second third was just a bit much for me. I'm a bit like over oversweetened. Can um, you drink
0: like iron brew in that?
1: Oh yeah, I can, I can, uh, actually, do you know what? I used to be able to drink a lot of iron brew, but now I can probably have like a bottle and then that'll do me.
0: I mean, they did change the recipe because I don't, I think it's strange because I managed that fine. Like, I've drank that whole thing. But I don't like sweet fizzy drinks. I take a notion for Iron Brew every so often. Mm. But, like, we never have sweet fizzy drinks in the house because I don't drink them. The last time we got a KFC bucket, it came with, like, a bottle of uh, 7-Up. Uh-huh. And I didn't. I Like, I think I drank half a glass of (laughs) 7-Up. And the thing went in the fridge and it's just not ever been taken out. Um, I don't like sweet drinks, so it's strange. I think for some reason with alcohol, I'm like, sure, even though there's like 0.5% alcohol in that beverage.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's another point. It's non-alcoholic. Well, it's low alcohol. Um, Um, But yeah, no, it, it wasn't bad, but I've still got a third of it to drink. So
0: I will say if you are into that stuff, you probably will really like it. Oh, yeah, because I think it's quite a refreshing one for being a very oversweet cider.
1: um I think that I mean that's that's I mean it's kind of the downfall of our like any rating system for anything that is oh, it's all subjective um, it's all subjective so dear listener when you're when you're taking advice from random people on the internet, like us, like us. You should always take into account their likes and dislikes and then compare them to yours because you know it's there's there's a lot of times where people were like oh well this is a bad product because of this i don't like it and i go ah but those reasons you don't like it are the reasons why i want it so i'm a gonna one get it one
0: man's trash is another man's treasure
1: and let me tell you i got a lot of
0: trash <laughs> well i'm just made of trash <laughs> let's be honest
1: we're all trash And we're all I have trash people here. who
0: love me. So clearly, I am someone's treasure. Yeah. I'm also my own treasure because I enjoy all of the trash.
1: The real treasure was the trash we collected along the way.
0: True. True words were never spoken. <laughs> Um, if you would
1: like to, you can follow us on all the social things on the Twitter. There's a Facebook page that I fail to update very often.
0: Same with Twitter. Twitter never gets updated.
1: Um, you can also head over to kabloof.com slash if you want to get um, links to where you can get the drinks. Um, I've actually just linked the website for this as opposed to linking you to Aldi because you can probably if you don't live where i live you can probably just walk to aldi um yeah it's
0: really cheap and very nice um, and i would also recommend checking out aldi's other selections of uh alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages because they have quite a good selection
1: for a reasonable price as well i know quite a few people who do like aldi runs now like they just go away with a van and pick up people like stuff from Aldi and Lidl and things like that because it's just oh, so much Oh, i sent you uh,
0: those, those chocolate bars and the puffs. Oh, they're
1: gone. They're, they're long gone. Uh,
0: <laughs> they Knoppers lasted about three
1: they're minutes. They're so good. Oh, we, right. If we ever do another podcast, we're reviewing. Uh, no, we're not. We're just eating Knoppers Nut Bars.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the Knoppers Nut Bar Podcast. And on that note, Cobblest.